Welcome to the CLB Forge Podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Hello and welcome to episode 100. I am Mike Natal and I am here with the five other hosts of the Forge Podcast. You guys want to introduce yourself? Just everybody shout your name out at once. Go. Sarah. Dan. Luke. Lindsay. Ryan. All right, great. Uh, that reminds me of that. What is the one where they all say goodnight <laughs> to each other? And they're like, goodnight, John boy. Goodnight. Da, 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 da. The Brady Bunch, da, da. right? No, that's not the Brady Bunch. I'm not old. I don't know. Crap. That's the Waltons, right? I don't think any of us are even old enough to remember that show. So that really puts us within time. So I can't believe we've made it this far. Ryan, yeah. I remember when we first started and we were wondering if we were even going to get past episode seven. And now we're at episode 100. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I read a statistic. So when did the first episode drop? I think it was June 2020. June 22nd, 2020. And we released the first four episodes at once. We're such overachievers. I love that about us. The statistic was that it takes about two years to reach 100 episodes. And I just feel like we're really ahead of the curve. And I wanted that stated for the public record that we're just incredibly awesome. That's all. Nothing like patting yourself on the back right out of the rip, huh, guys? Yeah. We deserve it. This is great. Yeah. Well, so we're here for episode 100. There's all of us as hosts that are here. We're just going to do a little chatting. We're going to change our impromptu question that we give to our guests, but we're going to answer it first. So I'm going to pass it over to Luke, and he's going to launch that question out, and we're going to see what we get for some answers. All right. So my question for my co-hosts is this. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So it doesn't have to be something that you're necessarily good at, but something that like, oh, that would be a fun thing to try. Let's go around the room. I'm looking at my screen. I got Stenberg up top here. So I think it'd be really fun to be a pilot. Like I have no desire to go to school for that. I have probably no desire to like have to descend the plane because I don't like when my stomach goes up into my throat. But just the idea of like being able to like pilot a plane. I think that sounds awesome. I wouldn't suggest anybody to fly with me because I don't know how well that whole thing is going to go. But I think that'd be Mm. pretty sweet to, yeah, take off and you're going fast, getting pushed into your seat. It's awesome. So I think that'd be rad. And I think being a pilot would be real cool. I feel like that's very aspirational because my (laughs) answer is like... (laughs) I want to watch a lot of television and talk about it. That's like my, that's what I like to do every day, which is what I do anyway when I'm not like doing actual work, but I just want to like watch television and then tell people what they should think about it. That's my, that's. So you like, like YouTubing it or whatever? Like this is my YouTube channel. (laughs) I'm binging with Lindsay and here's the shows to watch. I like the deeper cut, the better. Like I'll like go back and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what I'll do with my time. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on the Gilmore Girls. You have to live stream yourself as you're watching every single episode. So people can tune in for that part of it. The reactions. <gasps> right. I mean, somebody probably makes right. millions of dollars doing that. That's what I'm saying. It this could is, be this you, is an option. I know it could be me. I'm, yeah. Uh, wasting you're wasting time. your life. Wasting time. Look what you could be doing. <laughs> so I was between two. So part of my life, I wanted to be a children's book author, but I spent my middle and high school years wanting to be a regular on Saturday Night Live. That would be fun. Wow. But I realized about my junior year in high school, I was going to have to be discovered. And that seemed to me at the time difficult to do in Mount Bethel, Pennsylvania. So I kind of gave up on that dream. But I think if I could do it and, you know, and I guess make it big, I would 
either be an actress or be a regular on Saturday Night Live. I mean, for well, SNL Sour, yeah. you'd have to stay up pretty late. And I late. know that that's a I real know. passion that's, of yours. Which is probably why the Lord led me into ministry and not that, I'm guessing. Well, the good news is that this podcast has been a launching pad for, I don't know how many people's careers onto, you know, going yeah, on I to know. big things. So you're in the right place. If I'm not on it's episode 200, just catch me on Saturday nights. <laughs> Click on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, one of the things that I would love to do, and it kind of goes hand in hand with Sarah, it's kind of a twofold thing. First, I would love to be like a talk show host. Mm. I think that would be a lot of fun. Or mm. a game show host. You'd make a great game show host. Two. I would watch that show. I would watch that show. I think that that would be a lot of fun. And then the other one, I really like love animals. My wife and I totally love animals. So we would love to do kind of like one of those hobby farms where you would have like the heritage breeds where people would come out and like check out the livestock mm. and stuff like that. Like we would love to do mm. something like that. So that was three. Why? Right. Talk show host, game show host, hobby farm. No talk show host, game show host are like the same like thing. Slash game show yeah. host. Yeah, it's like oh, the same thing. Okay. I never thought of a talk show as a game show, but yeah, think about Steve Harvey, dude. He like transcends a lot of stuff. He does a talk show. Wow. And a game show. Yeah, that's true. What kind of animals? Like, I don't know what a heritage farm is. What are you talking about? Yeah. So like, you know, furry cows and um, oh. original pigs. There's fake ones. There's <laughs> like, here's the original pigs. This is where the, the, the best bacon comes made. from these guys. Yeah, this, this is the fake copy machine Xerox. These are the Xerox pigs. And then, and then here's the real ones. So I think I'll share two. Probably my top one right now would be be a faller on a like forest firefighter crew. I think that'd be pretty wild. So a faller is somebody who cuts down trees, fells trees for a living. Like so you're just out in the woods with a chainsaw, either for like a logging company or a firefighting crew. That'd be pretty wild. The more tame alternative would be having like a, a firewood business where I split and sell firewood. And probably remain, you know, pretty safe most of the time. It'd be pretty much tamer version of, of that. Yeah. I didn't know that was that was a thing. That's really interesting. Yeah. Do you own the right yeah. kind of flannel shirts to wear to work if you no, do those? I don't jobs? have any mm. flannel. So you'd have Yeah, that'd be at all? I wouldn't fit in. I'd have I'd have a really I'd stick out like a sore thumb. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm probably about twenty years too old to do that. They only take the young guys. <laughs> like if you're 20 and you have like no start. care for your future, you can be someone that goes into forest fires and fells trees. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I feel like people of any age, though, can split wood for firewood, though, if yeah. you choose the more yeah. tame option. I feel like Thank, that's yeah, still on the that's, table for you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So our next question is if you could interview anybody, right? So you get the choice to interview anyone you'd like. Who would it be and why? So is this like, this has to be an actual person. We're not talking fictional characters. It says anyone. Anyone. If you want to know what the coyote keeps chasing that roadrunner off the cliff, man, like you can probably ask him that. Hmm. Hmm. Now, I know I proposed this question, but I don't actually have an answer for it. And like, I thought I had someone and then Luke just said fictional character. And I was like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be non-fictional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, non-fictional or fictional. I mean, like, it could be anyone. Yeah. All right, so I got one. Like, for the show, a real person that exists today, I would say Gordon McDonald. For one, he's a pastor, writer, leader in the evangelical world, and he's a New England guy. 
I've actually taken some classes from him and met him at different New England events. He just has a big, real positive influence on a lot of Christian leaders. He's not a perfect person. He's not a celebrity per se, but he's just a really, I think, significant, impactful leader that I think I'd love to be able to interview him. You said McDonald, and I thought you were going with Norm, but Gordon sounds like a nice guy. Like that sounds. I thought maybe he was going to go with Ronald McDonald. <laughs> All very different things. Very different McDonald. Hey, at least I got an answer. Huh? Yeah. Well, come on, guys. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hear. Or I suppose fictional one, Gandalf. Sure, Gandalf the Grey from. Uh, ah, you literally took what I was thinking. I was going to say that, like, five seconds from now. Oh my goodness, that's eerie. So why would you pick Gandalf, Luke? Why would you pick from a leadership perspective? Which Gandalf, though? White or gray? Yeah. Oh. Oh gosh. Uh um, It's the same person. It's not a different person. Yeah, yeah I don't but know. The interview's, the interview's totally different. Different, dude. <laughs> Wow, we are really nerd now. I'll get back to you on that one. I, don't, I had something, but... <laughs> what? Yeah, but what from a leadership... Do you, do you think he's a good leader? Is that what you were saying, Luke? Yeah, he's yeah. The, kind of the guy that led this whole fellowship of, what was it, nine people, and through all sorts yep. of divisions and all sorts of like really difficult decisions and people who thought different things and had really strong opinions about stuff, and yeah. I don't know how to do that, so I'd like to pick his brain. I mean, that's one thing, but the other side of that is he ditched the most important one and let him just do his own thing and then stayed with the other guys. So like ditched is a strong word. Well, I mean, sent off unaccompanied. He prepared people Mm -hmm. for his absence. That's a leadership trait. He did. It ended well. It didn't have to all depend on him. That's very true. All I'm saying is he could have called the Eagles miles prior. Spoilers. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) 15, 20 years later. (laughs) I think it'd be cool to interview Bonhoeffer or Hafer or however you say it. I think I think like just like to get inside that guy's mind and be able to learn and just kind of soak up some of the wisdom and experience. I think it would be really cool to be able to sit down and I'm looking forward to that heaven someday. Like, bro, how did that go? Like, hit me with that. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I would love to interview Alexander Hamilton, but instead of interviewing with him, I would love to sit on the couch with him and watch Hamilton, Hamilton with him. <laughs> and see what he thinks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, wait, this is gonna happen. I don't want to give like the churchy answer and be like, you know, Ooh, the don't one say who... Jesus. Don't say Jesus. No, no, no. I wasn't going to. I just feel like I have a lot of questions for like. Peter and Mary Magdalene. Like, I just, I have questions, just some maybe just being nosy, but I think I would love to, like Dan said, when you get to heaven, just to sit down like a cup of coffee and be like, so let's talk about these things. So I think currently today, that's who I'd pick. It'd be very fascinating to sit down. Like, I don't know if it can even happen in heaven because it just, does there not seem to be conflict between Peter and John? You know, John, who loves to call himself the one that Jesus loved. And then, like, we just went through Easter. So you're reading the Easter accounts where John's like, yeah, so then the other one went into the grave. But then the one that Jesus loved followed. And, uh, like, Peter, like, totally doesn't even have John there. So John's always talking about how he's the one that Jesus loves. And they have, like, this foot race. And I beat Peter. But then in Peter's account in Luke, like, John's not even mentioned. Like, Peter's just talking about himself. So, like, what's going on between these two? Do they not like each other? Is there, like, some kind of, like, conflict going on here? Like, I'd be fascinated to know what happened with those 12. Dan, I, I'll make that be one of my top questions please, when please I do. interview and Peter. I will, mm-hmm. 
I will tune I'll, in and, 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 I'll, and I'll Lindsay and I will sit down you. and watch your show okay. together and then we can rate it on, on YouTube and, and, and figure out if it's going to be with Alexander Hamilton. He should yes, be there too. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it was like a deadliest catch situation where they're like warring fishing vessels yeah. or something. I don't know, dude. I just feel like galley. just the way that they reference each other within their own like gospels, there's seems like conflict. And we don't read about it because it's not that important, yeah. obviously. But huh. as a sinner myself, I'm just curious as to what was going on there. <laughs> I think maybe they were just really close friends and they were constantly throwing shade at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I bet they were like, no one's ever going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't important. Don't overreact, man. No one's going to see that. <laughs> I mean, I think I would want to interview C.S. Lewis, which again seems like a very typical answer. But my reasoning is because I want to meet the person that was like, I have two goals in my life. I'm going to write about theology and I'm going to write a series of fantasy novels. And I just think that's mm-hmm. a cool dichotomy that I would want to examine with him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm next. Ugh, I almost ugh, missed my cue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So the other thing that I love to talk about on top of television is food of all kinds. And so my question is, what is your worst food take? What is your most controversial opinion or controversial thing that you do that you enjoy? First of all, thank you for explaining what that means. I appreciate that. Take? Poor guy. I don't think that pineapple belongs on pizza. I don't know if that's controversial to people or not, but I don't believe that it has anything to do with anything near pizza. I have many people who disagree with me, but I don't really care about their opinion because they're allowed to be wrong. Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Mm. I think my take is Scrapple is the best breakfast meat. Is it a meat, though? You're going to have to tell me what Scrapple is. Uh, I don't know what that is either. You're going to regret knowing that answer. I am not going to tell anyone what Scrapple is. This is this like Jersey Taylor ham or oh. whatever it is? It's a different thing. No, that's Taylor. Taylor ham yeah. and apples. Maybe you know what? That's probably a good food take too, Luke. Now that you say it, is it's not pork mm-hmm. roll. It's Taylor ham. Kitchen garbage, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> Kitchen garbage. <laughs> uh, to our listeners, isn't it all the scraps? It sounds like a misspelled board game. Well, I'm going <laughs> to encourage people to look up what Scrapple is. If you want to, you could YouTube it. And see how it's made. That just yeah. sounds scary. You're welcome. Mm. Scrapple, the best breakfast. Ominous, just watch YouTube. So I have a habit that I picked up in college, which I think someone once told me is a Canadian thing. But I don't know that to be true. And this is how I've always explained it to people is I'm like, oh, it's just it's a Canadian thing. Um, I put ketchup <laughs> on Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's Chris. fantastic. Yeah. It's delicious yeah. and highly recommend. But Every time I do it, people are like, that's that's gross. That's disgusting. Firsthand experience, totally a Canadian thing. Okay. Like they do that really? all the time yeah. up there. I had never seen it before, except for when I was up there. Apparently, Ryan does it too. Is that what I'm seeing yeah. or hearing? Yeah. It's delicious. It's fantastic. Ugh. I used to do it until I got obsessed mm. with hot sauces, and now I don't really eat mm-hmm. ketchup anymore. I was going to say, Frank's hot sauce on mac and cheese is delicious. Okay, but realistically, what's the difference? It's a condiment on top of macaroni and cheese. Taste, Mike. Taste. The the ketchup and and Frank's don't taste anything alike. And then you add a little heat to it. It's great. It's great. But the ketchup, I don't know. 
I tend to not be overly adventurous, and I'm fully blaming my mother for that, who felt black pepper and salt were the most seasoning one should ever do. I love my mother. She's an excellent chef, just in case you're listening, Mom. She really loves that um, salt. Whoa. But just, I'm going to say, I. it's not a food, just totally normal, not weird things. Like, I can't have my food touch. Onions smell like body odor and cilantro tastes like soap. But other than that, I'm pretty normal. We'll eat pretty much anything. You're a cilantro soap person? So good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cilantro is so good. I'm... I I hear that oh. from other people. but So here's my question. How do I know if cilantro tastes like soap? Because like when I taste cilantro, to be honest with you, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Apparently, it's like a 50-50 split. Like it, I don't know. I read an article on it once and like it's the way... I don't know. So it's like some people, it tastes like a herb. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's delicious. Other people, it, they think it tastes like dish oh, soap. But like I hear you say delicious, and I'm trying to figure out like what is the flavor profile of cilantro that makes it delicious? Because I think flavor and taste is different per person. Like I could explain it to you, but like what you taste is going to be different than what I taste. Right or no? Yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. just got philosophical <laughs> in ways I wasn't prepared yeah. for. Sorry, guys. I think that there are just some flavors that stand mm-hmm. out and cilantro stands out. I mean, I can't describe what cilantro. How am I going to describe to you what a green pepper tastes like? I don't freaking know. But like cilantro just is delicious unless it tastes like soap. And I'm sorry. I feel bad personally for anybody that it like is reminded of Don wow. when they yeah. eat cilantro because mm-hmm. it just yeah. sends me to heaven. Yeah. It's delicious. Wow. See, now I'm starting to think maybe cilantro tastes like soap. Statement. Yeah, well, that's never exciting. sent me to heaven before. Not even remotely close to heaven. I agree. I think cilantro sorry, is the man. kind of thing where like if it's supposed to be in a dish and it's not there, the quality of the dish has diminished t- tremendously. Yes. Like yep. guacamole, Amen. no cilantro. <clears throat> I'm almost not interested. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Tacos, burritos like it's got to have cilantro on it, man. Mm. It's so if I bring a bowl of cilantro the next time that I'm down at Tuscarora. No, I'm still not going to play settlers with you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'd say I have a couple runner up answers. Probably most common. I put ketchup on a lot of things like mac and cheese, scrambled eggs, potatoes. And that is frowned on in our household. I grew up doing that and love ketchup. The other common one, I like anchovies, like on pizza or in salad. And that's kind of an offensive. No. Um, you can't really goodness. do that around people because it stinks so bad. Oh, and then, but really, I, probably the worst one, and I have not had this in probably at least 10 years, is liverwurst on a slice of bread with onion <laughs> slices. Oh, my God. Which, <laughs> shut it, shut it down. Oh, I shut absolutely, this down. I absolutely it's oh, probably like a year's worth of sodium no. in one helping. So I have, I really have not had that in like a decade, honestly. But that's awesome. My mother would send <gasps> me to school with wow. sandwiches in elementary school, and I was like, "What's weird about this?" <laughs> your uh, teacher loved your mother so much. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, great, Lindsay has liverwurst again." Oh man, so so excited about this. Yeah, I have a pet peeve. I get irrationally upset when food gets cold. Like it really bothers me when you prepare a meal and the food gets to sit out. Like I get preoccupied with it. Like, Mm. will you heat it up in the microwave, or does it have to be heated up? That's fine. Microwave is fine. But like, 
I do not like things getting heated in the microwave. Like if it's a piece of pizza, it's got to be in a toaster. Oh, I got to do yeah, it in the yeah, oven. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah. I don't like the microwave as I much. This from the guy who puts ketchup on his macaroni. Am I hearing this right? <laughs> I don't put ketchup on macaroni. <laughs> Ryan oh, does. Okay. No, no, he's talking about Ryan, though. But oh, that's the right. question, though. With that, putting ketchup on your macaroni and cheese, you are taking something cold and putting yeah. it on something warm. And now mm. you. So now what do you do? Interesting. Ryan? He nukes the ketchup before he puts it on the mac, mac and cheese. But you just put ketchup on it. What are you talking about? But no, it's but cold. You're saying that you don't like food. Well, when it but you're saying you're putting. If a- you eat it right away, it's fine. It's not like you eat frozen ketchup that instantly cools off the food. You know. Yeah. Sarah, give us your hot take, Sarah. Well, I have a hot a hot I'm ketchup right. take that no one's mentioned yet. I knew a person once. I have never done this because I think I like dry heave every time. He would put ketchup on his pop tarts. <laughs> no, Whoa, that makes no sense. No, what kind of pop tarts? Like yeah. cinnamon, Dude, strawberry. Yeah. What are we putting this ketchup on? Was there mac and cheese flavored pop tarts? Is that what they were doing? All the pop tarts. I think it was just whatever. It was college. <sighs> I think it was just whatever pop tart was available. But I don't know why. I never got that question answered. That's what I'm gonna have to go to my grave with. And so. Mm. Uh, yeah, but isn't that? I, I think I'm gonna try. That's what I'm gonna try. <laughs> of all the ones we've heard today, I'm, oh, I'm gonna man. try well, that. One. Sorry, Kirsty. Oh, you heard it here first, listeners. I think when Ryan's gonna try that is during convention. We have a table for the Forge podcast, and oh, I yeah. will make sure to have both ketchup and pop tarts. And Ryan okay. will eat a ketchup pop tart at the stand. Deal. Oh, okay. man. You know what you're going to find out when you get to heaven? You're going to find out that that person put ketchup on their Pop-Tart because that was like the last meal they were able to share with their mother or something like that. And yeah. then you're going to feel horrible for I this. don't know, man. Oh. I, no, I yeah. But then you find the mom yeah. and you're like, excuse me. Yeah. I need to understand <laughs> why. did you choose this as your last meal, meal that you, you ate with your son? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what do you do with a hot dog? What's mm. your condiment of choice for a hot dog? If you can only put one on? Well, no. Like, how do you prepare your hot oh. dog? Just in ge- How do you... What, what's your ideal hot dog? It's got ketchup, mustard, relish. Mustard. Okay. <laughs> well, at least the mustard's there, I'm a mustard person. <laughs> Guys, if you could live in any time in history, what time period would you choose? Wild West. Uh, I love the Wild West. I love like old Western books and stuff. And just the idea of like getting to walk around with like six shooters on my hip, even though I would get killed right away. Like I would be the first one that died in a gun battle, but like riding horses and I don't know, it just sounds totally awesome. And I'm totally infatuated with what is probably a very inaccurate uh, view or picture of what that time like was. But I'm okay with that. Like, I think that that would be so cool would be to live and and be a cowboy and, you know, bandanas and Stetsons and rifles. and Yeah. When the kids are older, do you think you'll take a family trip to a dude ranch? No. (laughs) It's only your dream. You're not sharing it. It's just I don't know if I like want to do it now. Like, it sounds really they didn't live long. Right. So like when you're in your early 20s, it sounds fun. But then. You get into your like forties, you're like, no, my my back can't handle those horses and stuff anymore. I unless it was on a like, I got to do the rocking chair thing with like, just kind of sitting there yeah. smoking a cigar. Would you want to walk through the saloon doors and have yes. them swing behind you? Yes, yeah, I think smoke, you would pull yeah. that off well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be awesome. Be 
seemed fantastic. I mean, I think that there's really only one correct answer to this, and it has to be dinosaurs, right? I mean, it has to be <laughs> dinosaurs, right? Like, there's Mike hasn't watched <laughs> Jurassic <laughs> Park. <laughs> he hasn't seen what happens. He doesn't to know us. what happens. Got to be dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't disagree, right. but that's right, going to be a short visit. So I. Acknowledge that there's hygienic <laughs> concerns. She's going to. <laughs> However, I think that I would enjoy like really elaborate dressing. So my answer is Elizabethan England when you have like parts and pieces and things. But I have read enough books that I know that they didn't bathe very often, so that also doesn't sound very appealing. So, but that wow. you know, I, in an ideal world, that's my answer with indoor plumbing. Invent indoor plumbing and get rich. So. Now, I know I'm not the audience is I'm not speaking to my audience, but I had an American girl doll growing up. I had Kirsten, who was from 1776. So I think either like colonial Williamsburg time or and stick with me, World War Two, specifically in America. But yeah, so those I think would be my two times. Hmm. I was going to say probably uh, Civil War. I am a history major, and that was the time period I was most fascinated with. But you can hit the Wild West. I love New Hampshire. And so that area was very different in the uh, late 1800s. I just think I'd be able to check out a lot of things. However, it's probably also a terrible choice because I probably, I'd be most likely to be killed in as a, a, an American male. That's not a good time to be around. Like a lot of people died in the Civil War. So I probably wouldn't have a chance to do any yeah. of all those wonderful things. When I was in first grade, my parents took us on a family vacation to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And what turned out to be a terrible timing, we did tour the wax museum and then did a tour of the battlefields. And I had nightmares for years that there were dead Civil War soldiers just littering my bedroom floor. I have since gone back and I've like recovered, but it took me, I didn't like the Civil War time period for like decades, like two decades, but we're good now. Wow. Wow. Well, for me, I think Dan kind of took what I was going to say, but whatever time period that the game Oregon Trail was in, oh, so, I was so good at that like game. 1800s or something like that, I just think that would be awesome. I think part of the reason I say that is because I've been watching a TV show that's been set in that era, but hmm. that just really appeals to me, like being able to mm -hmm. stop every, you know, 50 miles or whatever to shoot 8,000 pounds of buffalo and then be able to take 200 pounds back to your uh, back to your, <laughs> to your wagon for whatever reason. But um, okay. it, it would be it would be pretty exciting. You know, you got a lot of stuff. You got a lot of things you need to watch out for, dysentery and all that. So it would be exciting, if nothing else. Yeah. And we've got another question here, too. Just so that the, the episode maybe has some value for our listeners. I, I also want to share, like, we had a couple questions that didn't get asked. So, like, one was... Guess your co-host's spiritual maturity level. We decided not to ask that one, you know, to rate everyone else's spiritual maturity, although that, that, that might be fascinating to hear that. We went with this question instead. What have you enjoyed over the past 50 episodes? What stands out over the last 50 episodes since we've been together as a team, the six of us? I've really enjoyed getting to meet new people. I mean, meet through the screen, but just that I wouldn't have gotten to meet normally in my day-to-day -day comings and goings. And and I'll say everyday people and also people who are sort of well-known names as well. So I think that's just been really interesting. It's opened opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. 
I think back in particular, the interview I got to do with Greg Finke, and it's just interesting to talk to someone face to face. So like it puts kind of, you know, flesh on the bones of what you've read in their books, maybe. And you can kind of form this view of how someone is and their personality and all that just based on the information they're conveying. But to see someone flesh and blood and like, okay, this is a human being. And uh, I don't know, it, it just it adds another dimension to it that I think is very helpful. So having grown up in a Lutheran Brethren church and then working at Tuscarora, I think there's this tendency to like be just focused on the the bubble that you're in, the immediate church that you're in, the immediate ministry that you're in. So having the opportunity to like talk to you guys, talk to other pastors, talk to people from the denomination, to constantly be looking outside of the the everyday and the regular of the ministry that we're a part of has been valuable. I think that's been great to be able to do. I think for me, I've really enjoyed that we have this bigger team of people. That's, I just have loved. We have more voices and input and more people influencing what the show is like. And we have our core focus of ministry leadership, mission engagement, and multiplying disciples. That's kind of kept focus around the show. But the way we engage with that and tackle it and the, the guests we've had, the topics we've addressed, those have all, I think, become diversified and better having a bigger team. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed having more people on the creative side of things, being able to bounce ideas off of people, having more people to kind of help with reaching out to guests, thinking about who the guests are. The last 50 episodes, too, we've really seen our denomination grow in different Mm -hmm. ways, too. We've come out of COVID. We've been a support system for a lot of people as we go through it. And now we get to look forward to convention in a few months and getting to reconnect with people where some of them, the only connection to our denomination has been the podcast, which is great that we've been able to offer that through this time of difficulty. And I look at too, like how the podcast has been received as well. What was it? 10 episodes ago, we interviewed both presidential candidates where it's like, wow, that's great that we're viewed as a viable resource for our denomination. So it definitely, I feel like over the past 50 episodes, we've definitely grown in multiple ways. And it's been just such an encouragement to really see how people have responded to it has been great. Yeah, honestly, too. I mean, it's just like having a team of people that are part of something bigger, because I think Mm -hmm. it's easy to, a lot of pastors, we kind of get in our, uh, and not everyone on here is a pastor, but ministry people too, like we get on our little side projects or things that we kind of want to work on, a passion project, and then like you get going on that for a while and then maybe you run out of steam. But when you've got this many people, I don't know, it just, it's more impetus to kind of keep things going. So that's been, that's been good for me too. Dan had to, had to go and pick up his kids. But I imagine we could probably guess what he would say, right? And can anybody imagine what Dan would say? Obviously, he'd say his co-hosts. Yeah. 100%. 100%. No, obviously, he would say the Forge After <laughs> yeah. Dark is his favorite thing about the last 50 episodes. That's a no-brainer. So just to explain, Forge After Dark is when you and Dan record an episode at like midnight or 10 o'clock at night when most of the world has gone to sleep. Yeah, well, I mean, so like the last Forge After Dark that we recorded was with his wife on Good Friday Whoa. after we had finished both of our Good wow. Friday services. I think it was like 10 o'clock. That's hardcore, Yeah, man. Yo, wicked hardcore, guys. That's what we do. Forge After Dark. It's a lot of fun. We get a little rowdy, and the wheels come off, and that's it. That's what happens. 
Daniel, now that he's been in New Jersey for a long period of time, he'll just randomly start fist pumping <laughs> in the middle of stuff, like he's at a party. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, I, I should throw in something else here, too. With my, my job, I, I work for the CLB, and I visit a lot of churches while, as I do that. And I usually, I spend a lot of time like meeting with pastors and elders, and it's so fun. I've started to hear over the last 50 episodes, sometimes when I show up to a church, they'll say, hey, I've listened to the, the podcast, and these episodes about this and that were really helpful. And it's just so fun to come into a situation where people are dealing with challenges, and they've already found some help from the show. And also, sometimes when I'm there and I'm recommending resources and things like that, I can recommend several podcast episodes that are there and you know, always available. That's been a kind of a fun thing to see. Sweet. All right. I think we're done. Did we wrap this sucker? This is it. Who, anybody want to wrap up or no? I think Mike, you're the host. You're, you brought us in. Why don't you take Am us, I? take us home? I'm like, I'm like the MC. All right. I guess I'll, I'll see us out. Mike, if you want to be a game show host, I mean, you yeah. have to up your <laughs> game a little bit. Yeah. Here. You have to know that you have to end the show too. And I think for Lindsay's new YouTube channel, she could watch this episode. That could be the first thing she watches. Nice. And then just provide critique on everybody's answers. You could live tweet your your thoughts. This is, I mean, doesn't this sound like fun? Like, is it nobody else? Like, I really should have picked this. That that should have been my dream, my alternate profession. That's what I want to do. I'm watching plenty of TV anyway. To our hosts, uh, we are just so happy that uh, we could be here today with all of you fantastically good-looking hosts. Great to get together and to record with you guys. I know that the schedules are a little tough to all coincide and meet up, so I'm happy that we got the chance to do this. To our listeners, you guys rock. Thanks for putting up with us for 100 episodes. We would really appreciate it that, you know, as you're listening to this and you're laughing, maybe this isn't an episode to share with people, but you could probably think back on episodes to share. And we would greatly appreciate it if you shared the podcast with a friend or a colleague. And we'd love it if you could hit that subscribe button so that you can get notifications when the next podcast drops. And I think for our final sentence, we should all try to take a word and say it in succession. But with zero uh-huh. planning. Yeah, with zero planning. No planning whatsoever. Catch you next time. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! See you later, guys. Woo! That was gold, <laughs> as usual. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. We welcome your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at clbforge.org.